Since 1999, the number of Americans leaving the United States has more than doubled. A 2016 estimate by the State Department had that number at about 8.7 million Americans. For context, that's about the size of Virginia, the 12th largest state in the Union. Many of these expats are Latinos, and they're moving to Latin American and Caribbean countries. Some of them are seeking to reconnect with their roots and heritage. Others are looking for a better life for their families. And others are following their heart to the ancestral land that calls them. What makes the move easier is the openness in which some Latin American countries receive American citizens. Mexico has a fast-track approach that allows U.S. citizens to get a one-year temporary residency with an option to renew. In the Caribbean, Barbados introduced the Barbados Welcome Stamp, and it's a 12-month visa for remote workers who can financially support their stay. This relaxed and welcoming immigration policy plays a part in the story, but are Latino expats contributing to the flourishing of these countries or to their problems? In this episode, I talk to three people about their life-changing decision to move away and leave the American dream behind. You're listening to the Pulsa Podcast. We'll be right back. Bex, Ricardo, and Lola are three Latinos who are either getting ready to move or have already moved to Latin America. Each of them have unique reasons for leaving the land of the free and finding space somewhere new. Or in the case of Bex, a first-generation Latina who is moving to Tequila, Mexico, a place that brings familiar comfort. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be really liberating for me. Bex is looking forward to the healthy things this move will bring to her life, like peace, sunshine, and maybe even the benefits of tasting delicious artisanal tequila at the source. I need something different that really just gives me like time to focus on my mental health. Um, I have so much anxiety living in the United States just because of the state of things, but even just like in normal like work culture, you know, it seems like everything is so like there's that sense of urgency and it has to come out now. And I'm looking forward to being in a place that doesn't feel so rushed in life. In Mexico, Bex is looking forward to reconnecting with the community that her family is originally from. I feel alive in Mexico in a way that I don't in the U.S., and I don't really know where that comes from. Maybe it's the fact that I, in St. Louis, it is a space that is, like, predominantly, like, Anglo-Saxon. And to be able to find, like, a Latin or even, like, a Mexican or even a Latin community is, like, hard. You have to kind of really be searching for it. And with a lot of the gentrification that's been happening here, it's harder and harder to find. And I don't want to have to go looking for my, like, culture or my identity. I do know, and I can tell you from my personal experience as an immigrant living in the United States, that it's easy to get lost trying to find where you fit in. Beck says she's also looking forward to having more work-life balance. I feel like I've had a lot of time, like, where I've just compromised a lot of things that I wanted because I was just like, but I have to work, I have to work, I have to work, I have to work. Latin America can be a very enticing move for many U.S. Latinos, not just for the amazing food, the culture and promise of decent weather. There's also a vibe. And if you've ever stayed in Latin America for an extended period of time, you might know exactly what I mean. I think that People in Mexico are so much happier. Maybe it's just the sun, you know, maybe when so much sun seeps into your head, you're just happier. But I feel like in the States, maybe it's just what Americans do. I feel like we're so like, woe is me about our lives and how everything is going like badly or I don't know what it is, but I feel like Americans have a harder time seeing the bright side of things. 
Ricardo, on the other hand, came to the United States as an immigrant, but has recently moved back to his native Colombia, seeking a better life for himself and his family. I started to think about my future and how I want to, you know, live my life and see my my child um, manifest herself through the world. And I just didn't think America was the right place at that point. However unique the reasons to move away, one thing Ricardo and Bex have in common is the need for connection. Whether that is connection to the land, their families, or their roots, they all knew that staying in the United States was only keeping them from finding their true selves. Ricardo, who moved back to Medellin, Colombia with his wife and young daughter, is looking forward to the deeper connection this new location will bring between him and his family. I'm able to take my daughter away to school, just be able to be there for her. This first six years to me are super important that I spend um, the most time with her. I think that United States becomes very difficult for you to actually spend quality time for your kids. And when you have kids, you realize how much time they take and how much energy they take, how much effort they take. But if in the first couple of years you're not there, it's almost impossible to make that up later on. And of course, there's also the promise of a lower cost of living. I remember when my parents bought their first house in Pembroke Pines, South Florida. The first house they bought at that time was like $98,000, right? Now, in our generation, you go to school, you have a $100,000 debt, then you get married, it's $40,000. Then you get a mortgage, it's now $400,000 to $600,000. So you're like stuck in debt for life. And that's another reason we decided to move out of America because I said to myself, Am I, how do I, I want a quality of life. I don't want to just be working and getting on debt and debt on debt on debt. Lola, who formerly described herself as a New Yorican, moved to Puerto Rico over two years ago, believing she was called back to find her true identity. I always had a connection here. I just never thought I would live here. And that's also another part of the journey, too, because I realized that there was a part of me that pushed it aside. A sense of connection is what got Lola interested in moving to Puerto Rico. But it was her ancestors who came calling for her return to Boriquen in a dream. A cousin of mine who was murdered over 30 years ago, he was murdered here. He doesn't speak to me in my dream. I see him clearly and I see him as I remember him with his big afro and his his basketball jersey. He's just smiling at me and and I'd never dreamt of him before, never. And so that made me realize that there was something. And that something was the catalyst for Lola's decision. Before that, she had not touched Puerto Rican soil in over seven years. It's easy to fetishize life away from the U.S., especially in a beautiful beachy town like the one Lola lives in now, where the weather is usually perfect. But as she shares, you can't move out of the United States expecting to live the same lifestyle. Things are going to be different. When everything is going smoothly, y la fiesta, y el party, el hangueo, everything is going fabulously, of course everybody wants, right, wants to be a part of that, or a lot of people want to be a part of that. But what about when literally there's an apagón or, you know, you don't have water for two days? And and so there are challenges here. I don't, I definitely... Don't say, oh, yo me, you know, yo me fui and, and everything is beautiful. What I do say is that my heart already knew that here was home. With every amazing new experience comes some sort of challenge to get used to. Leaving behind a country where things are open 24-7 or there's always an easy solution can set you up for the wrong expectation in Latin America. Besides the mosquitoes and not always having a Wi-Fi signal, or as she calls it, Wi-Fi, another thing Lola has been adjusting to in her new home is the sound of everyday life in Puerto Rico. 
It's loud. It's loud. And sometimes I'll I'll just hear people like the asking for the the neighbor next door, and they're like Flacco, and I'm like, okay, could you just tone it down a little bit? It's just trying to work in here. Um, I I love it. I love it. Cultural challenges aside, life in Latin America brings a promising opportunity for U.S. Latinos who are looking for a fresh perspective on everyday life. For Bex, that perspective came the morning of January 6, 2021. Everything that was done during the insurrection is misguided people who care about this country, but I'm like, y'all care about the wrong things. And so just like seeing like you're American and I'm American and we're not part of the same team... Uh, I think was a really like the when the red flag was like, I need to get out of here. Leaving hate and violence behind is also what Ricardo most looked forward to when him and his wife decided to leave the U.S. And he came across a very clear sign one Mother's Day while he was shopping in the outskirts of Miami, Florida. So I go to Aventura Mall. I'm not lying to you. I get there. As soon as I open the door to go into the mall, all I hear is bam, 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 bam. I walked like 10 steps inside. I ran the fastest I've ever ran in my life. Obviously, I see the chaos. Afterwards, I felt horrible. But it was just like fight and flight mode. I just ran as fast as I, I could. But I was like, man, I, I'm, I'm a father to a four-month-old baby. I, I have a wife. I'm responsible for my family. Ricardo and his family moved to Medellin, Colombia, shortly after that shooting. If you find that ironic, you're not alone. While Medellin was a hotbed of cartel violence at one point, the city has drastically changed in the post-Pablo Escobar days. Would you say you feel safer there? I feel safe here because I know that somebody, if somebody's going to do something to me here, it's mostly because, oh, they're going to rob me for my phone or, or your watch or give me some money. They're not trying to hurt you. If somebody in Colombia wants to kill you, it's because you're part of the whatever's on the dark side. And they're going to kill you. It's an interesting perspective I always share when people ask me if it's safe to go to Mexico. In turn, I ask them, do you feel safe shopping at the grocery store in your neighborhood? Are you safe at your church? Because just in 2023 alone, there have been 263 mass shootings reported in the United States as of May 30th, and things aren't looking any better. While some Latinos, like Ricardo, might have great intentions of having a positive effect in their new hometown— there are negatives to the influx of expats arriving in Latin American cities, and their decision will affect local communities in a real way. In a recent trip I took to Mexico City, I noticed that there are neighborhoods where it's more common to see a foreign person than it is to see a local. The food is more expensive there, the vibe is different, and even the tacos don't always taste as good. So how can Latinos looking to move to Latin American countries help make things better for the local communities instead of worse? Lola thinks it starts with bringing something to the table. I love this land. Maybe you've heard the expression, um, aportar su granito, which is, you know, put your little, yeah, right? Put your little granito. And I say, I'm here to, to put a bunch of little granitos. I make sure that my eggs are from here. I make sure that I'm supporting local. You know, I get my hair done at the local woman who's from here, her generations here, you know. And Bex thinks it's about adjusting your attitude and expectations. So I feel like just being able to like adapt to the culture that's already been built and not have to demand anything extra and just allow them to continue doing things the way that they do within reason, I feel like is allowing that, you know, I, I'm not trying to like move there and automatically like stop like aspects of the culture that I have no control over. 
like shops closing early or slower delivery times, even people arriving late to your social event, which you clearly stated a set start time for and confirmed. Culturally, things just move slower in Latin American cities, especially in smaller towns. Our very own Pulso team dives into many of these topics on TikTok. I spent a few months living in Mexico as a first-generation Mexican-American, and if I had to do it again, here's what I would do. First, I would research different areas. You can find out more about how to have a more ethical impact as you live in or travel around Latin America by following at Around the Block with Pulso on TikTok. After the move is over, all the bags are unpacked, and the excitement of starting fresh in a brand new environment starts to fade. There is always a bittersweet feeling that follows. What are you thinking you might miss from living in the United States? I miss the little things, you know, I miss going with my wife to Costco or, or going to Publix or going to the beach or going to see the Miami Heat. I know what you're thinking. There's no Costco in Medellin, but where will you get all your toilet paper from? Beck says she will miss the diversity and food options we have here in the U.S. And I have to agree with that. If there's one amazing thing this country has going for it, it is the food. I love pho. Like, pho is something that I love. Like, it's my sick comfort food. And even, like, when I'm not sick, you know? Like, but I, I already know that that's not going to be something I easily get. Lola says she misses the get-up-and-go lifestyle in New York City. Being from New York City, you know, putting on my my gear and and just getting out, right? Going with my metro card, hop on the train. I miss being able to just get up and go when I want. There will always be something to miss from our former comfort zone. Take it from me, after living here for 20 some years, there are still times when I don't entirely feel at home. But the most important thing is to embrace the challenge that a new place poses. Because with every challenge, there is always growth. You can subscribe to the Pulsa Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you heard, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend to give us a listen. Have questions or story ideas to send our way? Send us an email to info at projectpulsa.org. This episode was produced by me, Maribel Quesada-Smith. It was edited by Charlie Garcia and Liz Alarcón. Audio engineering, scoring, and mixing by Charlie Garcia. Original music composed by Julian Blackmore. The hosts of the Pulso podcast are Lisa Larcón and me, Maribel Quesada-Smith. Hey, Pulso fam. I want to tell you all about Atlas Lingue, a Studio Ochenta podcast about language, culture, and communication. Have you ever wondered what your cat is trying to tell you? Or how Disney Pixar writers craft stories that resonate across numerous languages? Atlas Lingway host Luis Lopez explores these topics and so much more. It's a show about the confusing, wonderful, and weird world of language, and this season, they're diving deep into the language of culture online. They're interviewing content creators from different countries who document their daily lives and cultural backgrounds on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. New episodes air every other Monday wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also watch all the interviews on their YouTube channel at 80 Podcasts.